Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My name's Will, and my roommate's the prettiest girl in town. How did I manage to achieve that, you ask? I'll tell you about it. But first, before anything else, don't forget to subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up and hit that notification bell icon to show your support for me. My parents were massive Scrooges. They were so stingy, we only ever got to eat out as a family maybe once a year, and everything we had at home was secondhand. And our food? All stuff that were past their expiration date, which Dad took home from his job at the supermarket. And my clothes? All hand-me-downs. I had to wear my dad's oversized, hole-filled shirts the whole time while I was growing up. And I know these are all normal things in many families around the world. Some people just have to make do to survive. And you must think I'm not thankful that I at least have a roof over my head. I am thankful. But what I just don't understand is why my parents are penny-pinching so hard when we're not even poor. My dad's a regional manager at a really big supermarket. And my mom... Well, my mom leeches off my dad. But anyway, her family was rich. But somehow, we were living in a dilapidated house. And I only got to eat canned food my whole life. I was homeschooled, too. My dad was adamant about not paying any kind of institution any amount of money for something he says we can do at home. And yet, he was never home to teach me anything. And my mom was even lazier than he was about my education. She just piled a bunch of books in front of me every morning at breakfast and expected me to do my own studying while she lounged around in the backyard pool and did her nails. I realized if I was going to get anywhere in the world, I had to take matters into my own hands, so I got myself a part-time job, and I studied harder than I probably would have if I was in formal school. I asked for help from the friends I made at work, and the manager at the diner I worked at was kind enough to help me out with my schoolwork. One day, as I finished my shift and sat down in my usual booth for some light reading, I noticed something wrong. At one of the tables, there was a really pretty girl who looked like she didn't belong in a run-down diner. And around here, there were a bunch of rough-looking girls. They didn't look like they were being friendly at all. 
One of the leather-clad girls slammed her palms on the table, and I saw the pretty girl wince in fear. I knew I had to do something. But before I could intervene, the hot girl had run out of the diner in fear. She left her payment on the table, and the mean girls immediately stole it. I saw you took that girl's money. Oh, yeah? And? And, and I think she meant that as a payment for her coffee. Are you stealing from the diner? <laughs> what if we are? What are you going to do about it, huh? Well, that didn't go exactly as planned. I just thought they'd return the money and quietly go away. Instead, they looked like they were ready to beat me up. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm calling the manager. Boo-hoo, I'm calling the manager. <laughs> Shut up, you little shrimp. That girl gave us the money. If she didn't pay you for her coffee, it looks like you have a case of dining dash. That's what you tell your manager. And then, the smallest one of them walked up to me and kicked me hard on the shins. I fell to the floor in agony, and the culprits walked out of the door, laughing and mocking me. I pulled myself up and ran after them. When I caught up, I found them at one of the dark alleys, and there, surrounded and cornered by the thieves, was the pretty girl from the diner. Stop! Whatever it is you think you guys are doing, stop it! Well, looky here, girls. That shrimpy waiter followed us all the way out here. What are you gonna do now, shrimp? Call the manager. The girls all laughed, and the hot girl pleaded for them to let her go. I looked around. Nobody was in the street. I could try to fight them, but even the smallest of them could probably knock me out. Luckily, working at the diner taught my brain to think fast. Police! Police! Over here! Yeah, over here! Some thieves are trying to rob a girl! There were no cops anywhere. There was no one at all. But I crossed my fingers and toes and gestured to the empty street and hoped that the thieves would believe my lie. The girls all scampered away, and I breathed a sigh of relief. It worked! I helped the girl up and told her she was safe. Where's the cops? And when she saw the look on my face, she started laughing. That's some award-winning acting you just did. I laughed with her. <laughs> Why, thank you. Are you okay? Yeah, thanks to you. I... I'm Mindy. Will. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Will. My hero. What she said made me blush, and I couldn't stop smiling as I walked home with Mindy was definitely the prettiest girl in town. The prettiest girl I've ever seen, in fact. Mindy had run away from home. She said her parents were about to get a divorce, and she couldn't stand them fighting all the time. All she wanted to do was find somewhere to stay. I could already tell Mindy was a bit sheltered. She lacked any kind of street smarts, and I wanted to help her. So, I sneaked her into my room. I told her she could stay with me for as long as she liked until she figured out what she wanted to do. Unfortunately, that didn't last long. My parents kept a tight inventory of everything in the house, and when they noticed why there was more food missing than there usually would be, they began to suspect something was up. They searched my room, and they found out I'd been letting Mindy live with me for weeks. I could hear them arguing downstairs, deciding what to do with Mindy. And then, I heard something I wish I never heard from my own parents. I told you! I told you raising a kid's gonna be expensive! Didn't I say I didn't want to have him? And now, he's bringing in strays?
Well, it's 16 years too late for that, Debbie. And you're home all the time. How could you not notice that some other kid was living in our house? We're already a week away from this house getting repossessed because you stopped doing the mortgage payments. I told you I didn't want him the moment we found out I was pregnant. What are we hoarding our money and food for if we've got an extra mouth to feed? Don't blame me if now there's another leech in here because I already told you we shouldn't have kept him. Let's just throw him out. Two for the price of one, Ken. That other kid will disappear if he's not here. Then it'll just be the two of us. He's only 16, Deb. Legally, we have to take care of him till he's 18. If the police find out... How are they gonna know, huh? If he goes to the coppers, we'll tell him he ran away. Made it all up. We heard footsteps approaching, and I didn't even wait for them to say anything. I was already stuffing my bags with clothes. I decided if they wanted me out that much, I could make my own way in the world, better without having to worry about parents who didn't want me. Mindy and I slept at the diner that night. And that's when Mindy showed me all the money she had with her. No wonder those girls were after her. They must have seen what was inside her bags. I... I emptied my trust fund when I ran away. And I brought all of Grandmama's jewelry that she gave me. My brain went on hyperdrive, and I told Mindy my plan. She agreed. The next morning, we went back to our house with police and real estate agents. We reported my parents. And since my mom had bungled up my dad's financials, they had no choice but to give up the house. In a few weeks, Mindy had already bought the house from them. And I had the satisfaction of throwing out my evil parents the same way they did to me. Mindy and I put in work at the house. We made it nice again. And with her financial backing, I bought the old diner I used to work at. And we worked there together. Mindy and I eventually fell in love, and I proposed to her. We got married the moment we turned 18. That was when she decided she wanted to make amends with her own parents and introduce me to them. Apparently, they never did go through with the divorce. But the meeting didn't go very well at all. It started even before we got there. Mindy had to tell her parents about my allergies. Having only eaten canned foods before, I got free of my parents. I was still getting used to a normal diet. So, things like seafood gave me bad rashes and severe reactions. I requested that our dinner be something that I could tolerate. But when we got there, the whole dinner table was laden full of all sorts of seafood imaginable. Oh, so sorry. We totally forgot. I'll send for something else. Mindy's mom was lying. I could hear it in her voice. And then she turned to Mindy. Oh, Mindy! Why this boy? He's so weak. Can't even eat seafood. That's tragic. And he's hardly good looking. Travis down the road was much better suited as your husband. And he comes from a good family. How long would a divorce proceeding take if we start now? Her dad looked me up and down. I'll have the maid call my lawyers. I couldn't see or smell very well. So when they gave me my own special plate, I chowed down without thinking the worst of them. But then I began to break out with rashes. My eyelids became so swollen I could barely see. Mindy had to rush me to the hospital. Mindy was furious. I had never seen her that angry before. She never even raises her voice. The moment I fell asleep in my hospital bed, she called her grandparents' lawyers, and then they got in touch with the cops. While I was recovering, Mindy had her parents arrested for attempted murder. They claimed they forgot, but in court, it was proven that they specifically asked their cooks to make everything out of seafood and to even spray the house with seafood essence. The judge found them guilty. 
And Mindy, my sweet, protective Mindy, lived a much happier life after all that. Our parents may have been horrible to us both, but we got them back somehow. And now, we know we'll at least be better parents than they were. My name's Pete, and I grew up in a rickety shack in the middle of a rich suburb. Dad had been offered multiple times by the rich newcomers to buy his land, but he never sold, despite the high offers. He was waiting for the price to skyrocket. You know, son, in matters of investment, you gotta hold. If you hold long enough, the thing you hold on to increases in value exponentially. Dad saved every penny that he could spare. For the rainy day, he always used to say. He was a regimented man. He did everything by the book. Everything had to be in its place. He always drilled into me how I needed to divide my life into segments and achieve specific goals. School, job, dating, marriage, children. And out of all those, he emphasized the importance of a stable 9 to 5. You mustn't aim higher or you'll only fail. The rich will stay rich, and us poor folk need to keep our heads down. For all his steadfastness, what he forgot is that the house's value could also go to the complete opposite way. Thanks to an ingenious scheme that our rich neighbors came up with, our plot of land became wetter and wetter every year. The first house to do it were the Manderleys. They were a bunch of snobs who came down from the city when they heard our school district was the best in the country. Mummy, who are those poor people living next to our mansion? Shoo! Son, don't look at them! Poverty is contagious! Ugh. They made a canal where their sink water was dumped into, and it all flowed into our plot. Of course they kept it a secret, and nobody found out until it was too late. The rich guys got fined by the city. But it was too late. Our plot of land became a swamp, and its value was deemed worthless. Dad held on for nothing. I guess that was what broke his spirit. He and Mom just gave up and just lived on a day-to-day -day basis. They no longer dreamed of a better future. To further humiliate him, our rich neighbors held a charity drive for my dad and us. And during the embarrassing ceremony, the Manderleys made an exaggerated show by offering dad a job at their agency as a clown for a kid's party. And he took it. He had no other choice. Every household in that suburb hired him. And it hurt to see people laughing. Not because they found him funny, but because he did whatever it took for spare change. And still, he didn't sell the house. So, my whole life, I had to live in a swamp. My classmates called me an ogre because of it. I heard the Manderley kids started the nickname. Every time I passed by, they would plug their noses or pinch them closed and tell me I stunk of swamp. It was one of the most embarrassing moments in my life when I finally got to sit beside my longtime crush in chemistry, and she fainted after she held her breath because she believed the rumor that I smelled bad. I did get to talk to Opal after I took her to the infirmary, and she realized the rumors weren't true. Opal was an outcast, just like me, and so we bonded straight away. We laughed it off and we became friends, so it wasn't all bad. Unfortunately, the entire school only heard about the part where a girl fainted because of my smell. That made me the laughingstock for quite a while. I was called Stinky Petey, and for three whole years, I had battled that nickname. In senior year, I almost won, and some people started calling me Pete again. 
until some nosy first year asked someone in the basketball team why there was a graffiti of my nickname in the locker room. Then the joke got told over and over again. Luckily, I had Opal. She never stopped defending me. She grew more beautiful as time passed and she got rid of her braces. Suddenly, she was popular. Some people even called her the Queen Bee, but she refused the title because she thought it was vain. When a guy from the football team tried to ask her out, she grabbed my hand and pulled me into a surprising kiss in front of everyone. I melted. I felt sparks. Obviously, I dreamed of escaping that life. And it got so frustrating that I couldn't do anything because I was poor. So, I condensed all that frustration and all those impossible dreams, and I poured them into something I was good at. I loved to draw. And I loved to tell stories. So, whenever I felt down in the dumps, or whenever I wanted to scream, I drew. And I wrote stories. I would make little comic strips about my day or how terrible high school was. And when Opal and I got to hang out, she would beg me over and over until I finally relented and showed her the comics for that week. She would laugh at all of them, and she would feel bad for the main character when the story was a sad one. Either way, the afternoon would end with her wiping tears from her eyes as she begged me for more. You know you have to publish these, right? <laughs> Don't be silly. I'm serious. These are really good. You're just saying that because you're my friend. So you're saying I have no taste. Uh, that's not what I'm saying at all. Opal would nag me a lot. But she was always there for me. And she always wanted to see me succeed. She was the only light in my dark life. Not even my parents believed I could achieve anything. One day, as I was walking through the quad, I noticed people laughing and pointing at me. More than usual. And they were looking at their phones. I rifled through the school's group chat, and there they were. My creations. For everyone to see. And laugh at. Opal had betrayed me. They were all laughing. And not because I was funny. They laughed at my drawings. Called me a loser. One girl threw a pickle at my face. Ha! <laughs> Wannabe! I fought battles on two fronts by myself. One at school, and the other at home. You're born poor. You'll live the rest of your life poor. That's just life. It's pointless to even try. The rich grow richer, and the poor get poorer. And whenever I would show them my report card or a medal I'd gotten, they'd just brush it off like it meant nothing. Once, when I made the mistake of showing them my drawings, my dad tore them in front of me and threw them into the fireplace. I don't have time to look at your silly scribbling. Can't you see I'm busy figuring out how to pay our bills? Don't bother your dad. Here I am, breaking my back for this family. And you spend good money on paper and paintbrushes. You're wasting all my hard work. You're wasting your time on pointless things. But I had big dreams. And I tried to make them realize that I was serious about making comics. So, I did what Opal told me to do. I published them on a free site where people read webtoons. On my first day, I got one view. And I began doubting myself again. But by the second day, I had a hundred comments on the first chapter I submitted. 
all of them clamoring for more chapters. I was shamed for my art in real life, and yet online I was a star. I gotta admit, living that secret life was exciting. I ran to the nearest cafe, ordered one coffee so I could get free Wi-Fi, and uploaded as many chapters as that free Wi-Fi would allow. By the end of the month, I had people sending me donations and supporting me because they loved my series so much. A lot of them were kids like me who were struggling at school and had nobody to talk to. At first, I only got something like a hundred bucks a week. But then, my account grew. After a couple of months, I had over a hundred thousand subscribers. The money was pouring in. There were donations, tips, subscriptions to my Patreon. I was finally able to make a living out of the thing I loved the most. And the best part? The hype got so big that Getflix wanted to make it into a show. But it felt hollow. Opal was the reason I kept drawing, and she wasn't with me. Uh, uh, hello? We wanted to get your answer about Getflix acquiring the license for your comic strips. We'd love to start shooting the series as soon as possible. I was gobsmacked. I was half expecting that email to be a scam. Are you still there? Okay, you're a tough negotiator. I said 300 grand in the email, but we can go as high as half a million. For the first season. Sound good? They paid me up front. And I couldn't help myself. I called Opal. She congratulated me, and then she broke down sobbing. It wasn't me. I swear. I'm so sorry. The Manderly kids took my phone, and when they saw your drawings, they... They told me they'd have your dad fired if I tried to stop them. I ran to Opal's house, and as soon as I saw her, I embraced her, and I peppered her with kisses. There's nothing to forgive. They'll get what's coming to them. I wanted to surprise my parents with a huge gift. I was going to buy them a house. And I was going to do it on my 18th birthday. But the night before... My I was out with Opal the whole day, and when I got home, my mom and dad were waiting for me in the living room. Dad took out my tablet and laptop. Where'd you get these, huh? You stealing from us? Th there's nothing to steal. Don't you get smart with me. Been telling you for a year now. Go to your Uncle Howard and work at his shop so you can help us with the bills. And all this time, you've been wasting my your name's time. Pete. My name's Pete. Doodling? Your dad and I are very disappointed. It's what I love to do. It's my passion and it's going to be my career. What? Selling scribbles? Wake up, son. You're poor. Your parents are broke. And you will be broke just like us. So stop struggling. Instead of wasting your time, if you just go and work for your uncle, he won't pay you much, but you need a bit of reality check, Peter. You can do nothing on your own. So you might as well help us. I grabbed my stuff from my dad and stomped up the stairs. You better be ready to sell those gadgets if we come up short of the bill this month. I couldn't take it anymore. I packed my bags and snuck out when they thought I was asleep. I took a cab to the fanciest hotel in the city and I splurged for the very first time in my life. 
I got myself the presidential suite. I tipped every waitress at the Japanese restaurant a thousand bucks, and by the end of dinner, they were feeding me by my hand. I had trays upon trays of dessert sent up to my mom, and I lay on the most comfortable bed I'd ever laid on, surrounded by 30 different dishes that cost over $10,000. I woke up early and went straight to a real estate agency, and I saw that a mansion in the same street as our house was up for sale. And I had a wicked smile when I realized that it was the neighbor who was the first to dump water into our lot. I couldn't help but be tempted by a double revenge. As soon as I got home, Mom and Dad began asking me where I'd been. I ignored them. Instead, I started putting my stuff into boxes, and then I moved them to the curb. After a while, the moving company I had hired turned up, and they started moving the boxes and carrying them next door. What? What are you doing? You said I can do nothing by myself. So that's what I'm doing. Very, very sweet nothing. I flashed my bank account at him and his jaw fell to the ground. I couldn't believe my luck. I stood there in the middle of mopping the office floors, staring at the bulletin board. My name's Grant and the company I worked for was holding a raffle for an all-expenses-paid trip to a super-exclusive private island in the Philippines. You won, Grant! You won! Everyone was clapping and cheering for me. Except one. The office manager. She was livid. She strutted to me, took the mop from my hands, broke it on her knee, and kicked my mop bucket, spilling all the dirty mop water all over the place. How dare you disobey my orders? Didn't I tell you all to sign my name on your entries for the raffle? I had always wanted to travel, but I've always been too poor to do so. Never even been to another state. And now, I was going on my first ever trip on a plane. In first class! I was so glad I didn't give in to our manager's demands to write her name on the raffle ticket I got. Otherwise, she would have won that trip. And she would have rubbed it all in our faces. Sheila slapped me and glared at me. Now, do your job and clean up all this mess! But then, the CEO's office door opened. What's all this commotion? This dumb janitor spilled all the mop water everywhere. You should fire him, boss. He's useless. Uh, that's not true. She broke the janitor's mop and slapped him because she's mad she didn't win the raffle. That's right, boss. She made us all sign her name on our raffle tickets so she'd win. And now that she didn't, she's taking it out on Grant. She's been terrorizing us this whole time, boss. Sheila's face was one of unimaginable rage. Nobody had ever stood up to her like that before. But now, somehow the office was done with her being a total prick. Uh, that's not true, boss. I would never do something like that. Her lie was easily disproved when the CEO took the box where they put all the raffle entries and discovered that a lot of the names are just Sheila's. She begged the CEO not to fire her, and she didn't. Her CEO instead demoted her to being the janitor, and she promoted me as a clerk. 
I was so happy. Finally, my life was turning around. Everyone congratulated me on winning the trip, and they were all there to see me off at the airport. First class was even more luxurious than I had imagined. The pretty flight attendant brought me everything I wanted and even tucked me in to sleep with the warmest, most comfortable blanket I'd ever been under. Our flight stopped in Dubai, where I got to go shopping for free, courtesy of our company's black card. Our CEO gave me free reign to spend as much as I wanted as an apology for how Sheila treated me. I was scared to spend too much, but I bought my girlfriend a designer bag and a few souvenirs and gifts for my friends back at the office. When I finally landed at our destination island, I was blown away. I never thought how different my small hometown was compared to the rest of the world. There, the sky was so blue, and the water was all different shades of blue and turquoise. It was clearer and cleaner than the tap water I get at home. I got to go on tours and saw turtles and whale sharks and a million different colors of corals and fish. The hotel I was staying at treated me like royalty. I stayed at a suite that was right on the beach. And every morning, I would have breakfast on the sand while employees of the exclusive hotel fanned me with palm leaves and served me in every way. Then... One day, I saw a yacht dock near my beach villa. I was so surprised at the people who came out of the 100-foot super yacht. There were 15 of them, all A-list celebrities, models, and billionaire businessmen. Leading them was Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and their family. This happened before they broke up, so they were still all together. One of their friends was a supermodel I recognized. I've had the biggest crush on her ever since I was in high school, and I couldn't believe my luck when she passed by my table on the beach as I was having breakfast, and she smiled right at me. I couldn't help but blush. My waitress leaned in and told me that those guys often ate at the hotel because Brad had a private island close by. Oh, what I wouldn't have given to see that. Although, I was pretty shy, so I never even managed to approach them, even for a selfie. Little did I know, that very night, my wishes would come true. For when I got back to my villa after a scuba diving tour, I saw a girl crying in my bed. Uh, who, who are you? Are you supposed to be here? Uh, oh, oh, I'm... I'm sorry. I was looking for refuge, and I snuck into the nearest room I could find. I'm so... so sorry. You left your door open, so... Oh, my God. Y you're... Adriana! She was crying, and her face was all red. But I would recognize her face anywhere. Why... Yes. How did you know? Everyone knows your name where I come from. Are you kidding? That made her smile. Turned out, even A-list supermodels like her are just like us. They're just people with their own sets of problems and insecurities. Adriana was crying because her father was forcing her to marry one of the businessmen in Brad's party, and she didn't like him at all. She was prepared to do anything it took to not be around him, 
but her father said he would have her tied up and delivered to Roland if she didn't marry him willingly. So, she asked for my help. Now, I didn't know exactly what I was agreeing to, and I didn't know how dangerous that Roland guy was, because as soon as she heard that Adriana was staying in my room, he got me captured by his bodyguards. I was brought to a dark room with only one hanging lamp. He sat me down and gave me two choices. Leave Adriana alone. Never talk to her again. Ignore her. And I will reward you. I can talk to some people. I know the owner of this resort. Have you ever dreamed of living and working in a paradise island like this? Um... Yeah, I guess. But I can't just betray Adriana. We've become friends over the last few days. <laughs> friends? Oh, please. Adriana would never even talk to a bottom feeder like you. She's just using you. I heard you were a janitor back home. Wouldn't you want to be rich? I can talk to the owner of this resort. I can make you this resort's manager. Walter, give him the bag. The bodyguard slammed a duffel bag on the table. When I saw what was in it, my eyes couldn't hide my surprise. That's one hundred thousand dollars, in addition to your new position as resort manager. I suggest you take my offer. Because your second choice won't be as pretty. I know where you live, and I know your mom is sick. What would happen if I make you unable to work ever again? I took Roland's offer. Honestly, I was just so scared. And the money would be more than enough to get my mom the treatment she needed for her sickness. But as soon as I got back to my room to fetch Adriana... I felt a thud, and I was out cold. When I woke up, I was in a huge kitchen. There was a priest in front of me, and Adriana was smiling beside me. She was marrying me. Oh, good. He's awake. Now let's continue. Grant, do you take Adriana to be your wife? My mind raced. I, I would... Love nothing else in the world, but... My mom. The money. Roland's threats. No, I... I can't. I... I'm i I'm sorry. Roland, he... Adriana began to cry. And then she ran away. The next day, Roland had already made me into the hotel manager... Roland even called my boss back home to tell her of my new job, and all my co-workers were so happy for me. I didn't know how hard a job it was going to be. I worked day in and day out, 17 hours a day. I was so exhausted all the time that one day, I just passed out. But when I woke up, I wasn't in my office. I woke up in a beach villa ten times more luxurious than the resort, and Adriana was in a corner, sipping tea. I know he got to you. What is it? Did he bribe you? Threaten you? I thought you said you'd help me. He did both. I'm sorry. Where are we?
I looked out the window and saw the resort was nowhere to be found. I was in a completely different island. I had to take you away. Out of Roland's grasps. What offer did he make you? I told her my situation. My mom's sickness. I'll double what he gave you. And obviously, you should keep the money he gave you. That way, you have 300 grand. I'll send someone to fetch your mom and keep her safe. I have powerful friends too, you know. And if you marry me, Roland will not be able to touch us. That very night, Adriana brought the priest again. And that night, I said yes. We were married on a paradise island in the middle of nowhere under the stars. And it was perfect. But just then, Brad's yacht arrived. The celebrities ran down towards us. They were all worried about Adriana having been missing for many days. Did this man capture you? Someone, call the cops! Adriana just laughed. No, quite the opposite. I captured him. And now we're married! Roland came running down the yacht and grabbed Adriana's arm. How dare you defy me! Get your hands off my wife! Or what? Or... This! I took out my phone and started playing a recording of Roland's voice. Everyone heard his threats. His evil plans. What Roland didn't know is that I learned long ago to record everything every time I was in trouble. And when he captured me, I had everything on tape. Now, I had the power to topple his business empire if I wanted. And his friends have heard how trash he really was. Roland whimpered like a scared dog and ran. He was so embarrassed, he ran to one of the lifeboats and started paddling out of there with his bodyguards. The celebrities, Adriana and I, partied all night on that paradise island to celebrate our wedding. Who would have thought a janitor like me would end up married to a supermodel and having celebrity friends? Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 